hands in the toaster I got my raspberry jam My grandpa was a sailor And he came into this land And he was looking for gold Pretty hand to hold Some cards to fold At least that's what I've been told Talking heads in space It used to be so easy To have a little faith I used to rely on luck To earn honest buck I didn't feel so stuck I didn't limp around like John We got soap on a rope We used to have dreams Now we got overpaid Baseball teams We got grocery baggers Graffiti taggers Golf ball shaggers Go team go God, she should be paying me to live inside this place is filled with sharks and fins with double chins who say thicken your skin child if you wanna win myself some herbal tea cause it's healthier they say well healthier ain't half as fun I'll take a cold beer any day I used to have dysfunctional fun in the cancerous sun with my codependent hunt eating greasy greasy hot dogs on a buttered up
That's Steve Poltz with the song Silver Lining from the album One Left Shoe. We're at Folk North, which is the export conference for Folk Music Canada. I'm Jan Hall for Folk Roots Radio, and I get to talk to Steve Poltz because i got to say, this guy is one of the best live acts you can ever see. He crowd surfs, which is pretty amazing considering these days he plays mostly folk festivals, <laughs> but he is in a very engaging live performer. He's also a very provocative and engaging recorded performer. He also has this wonderful claim to fame, which everybody seems to remind him of, the fact that he was the co-writer of Jewel's hit You Were Meant For Me back in the day. But he's built a career beyond that, which is the exciting thing. And no kidding, I think you... Are you ever at home, Steve Poles? I am every once in a while. I come home and I'm able to do laundry and I... uh you know, get some new guitar strings and stuff and pay some bills, but I can do that online now and sleep. Usually when I come home, I catch a cold and then I leave again. So I'm just in bed the whole time. It's like my body's defenses go down. There was this book by Steve Martin called Born Standing Up and it's really good. And you can get it with him reading it as well on Audible, which is kind of cool to hear his voice. And he talks about how the body must make some sort of crazy vitamins that keep you from getting sick when you're on the road because you tell yourself, I can't get sick. I have a show. I have to be here. I've got sound check. I've got a show. The next morning, I've got a radio appearance and I've got to be in another city. I've got to catch a flight. So when you come home and you, your defenses finally relax, that's when you get sick. And so he wants to find out what the chemical is the body makes and bottle that. You are Canadian and from California. I don't say I am. from the U.S. anymore. Okay. <laughs> from California. Home is now in Nashville. How is that working out for you? <laughs> It's really good. Now, I lived in San Diego like 30 years um, near the beach, so I do miss the ocean. Jan, may I call you Jan? Yeah, you okay, can call good. me Jan. And uh, I miss the ocean, but I'm in Tennessee, in Nashville. It's kind of weird because I live in a red state, but it's a blue city in a red state. And I really love living in a music town. I've never really lived in a town that is so based around music. Uh, I always thought I'd end up in Austin, which is probably my favorite city in the U.S., but I've always been a Southern California guy, and here I am in Nashville, and I'm loving it. Like, they're everywhere I go, it's a musician, and I live in a neighborhood that's really neat in East Nashville. Go to a coffee house every day, and I run into people, and, and I'm with people that are of my ilk, doing the same thing that I'm doing, and uh, touring nationally all over the place, and we're able to bounce ideas off of each other. So I find for the next five years, it's gonna be good. And it was the plan to, to move to Nashville for your career? I mean, that was, that was, it was a choice of Nashville or Austin then? Or that's kind of the two places you were mostly thinking about? You're giving me too much credit. I don't plan things out well. Yeah. I never have. I'm really spontaneous. And what happened was the place I was living in, it got sold. My girlfriend sold her business and she sold the place we were living in. And it was a tiny little condominium like in Little Italy of San Diego. I'm talking like 850 square feet with a view of a parking lot and one parking space. We had two cars and you would almost have to get in fist fights on the street to get a parking space. That was like a perfect space that you could leave it there overnight. And so <clears throat> she got offered a lot of money for this condo she bought back in 2011. It was crazy, like doubled her money. And then we had no place to live. And I had this idea, well, let's just live in a sprinter van 
and just be vagabonds, kind of almost like Albert Brooks in the movie Lost in America, if you recall that movie from back in the 80s. And then I woke up in the morning, I was like, what am I thinking? I really want a place to live. So I just happened to be going to Nashville to play a show, and she said, well, let me hop on the flight with you. And then we said, well, let's get a realtor just to see what we can get. And we ended up getting a four-bedroom, three-bath house for less money than it cost to sell a condo that was tiny with no view. And now we have you know, a two-car garage. I have a room that I use for co-writes. So it wasn't planned. And I just thought I could live in Nashville for a few years. Why not? You know, I was expecting you to tell me something a little bit more bohemian, but this sounds like it's Nashville suburbia you've moved into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a big house and... Uh, yeah. It's kind of cool. I'm not living in a commune or anything. Yeah. No, I, I'm actually in a real house with a laundry room and a, a room that I do co-writes in. And I've never owned a house before. So this is my first time at home ownership. Yeah. She owned the house before. so And she's pretty happy for you to come and go. Because I, I imagine, I mean, what do you play, what, 200 dates a year or something like that? Yeah, about 220, I'd say. Yeah. Which means if I say 220, a lot of those are festivals, which include five performances within the festival. So um, she travels with me usually, and she's with me most of the time. She's not here for this. She will she gives up every once in a while and just goes, yeah, you're, just you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I knew that would happen. Let's talk about the recorded Steepholds. We'll, we'll talk a little later about you know the live performances and the fact that if you've not seen a Steepholds show, you certainly need to get out and, and see one because then you will become a fan and then you'll spend your time trying to find out when you can get your next Steve Pultz fix. But let's talk about your recorded work, because one of the things I love about your music is that it's incredibly thought-provoking. I mean, you you really engage the listener. I mean, you love to, to put humor into your songs. You also like to bring in serious messages and maybe wrap them up in humor. Tell us a little bit about the, the way you go about songwriting. Well, it's been an ongoing journey, and it's I just stumble into it. I, I really believe I don't know what I'm doing, and I, I'm still shocked that people show up at my performances, and they're there, and they're buying merch. It amaz I'm still giddy that I get to do this, and I'm waiting for somebody to tell me, hey, we were just kidding, turn the <laughs> lights on. Like I, I feel like I'm getting away with something I shouldn't be getting away with, and it's kind of, I'm still looking at this business wide-eyed, with wonder and I've been doing it for 30 years I've been on the road and I still can't believe I get paid for doing this like I discovered in the third grade I could go for the talent show and play guitar and the, instantly I had all these people around me and I thought this is all I gotta do you know play some songs so uh getting back to your questions the, the recorded side and songwriting I just uh stumble into things and I I feel like a song will just come to me or I'll co-write a song and I don't really plan anything out. I don't plan shows out. But I've been able to uh, get this body of work now that I have a lot of songs and I'm able to play these shows. And so what I try to do is I make each show almost like a painting and each song is a color. And I'm looking for shade and light and all different things in the show in the show to have some sort of an arc and a journey. And sometimes I succeed at it and sometimes I don't. And then when I don't, I work on it in my head that night when I'm asleep in bed. I think about it. I wake up to go pee at 3 in the morning. And I go, you idiot. Why did you do that? And then I make an adjustment. So I'm always constantly correcting and adjusting. Does that mean that you like to, to try out new songs, perhaps live, before they necessarily make it onto an album? I mean, is that something always. that works for you? Always. I always have to do something new. Like, example, last night... On the drive out, we hit traffic. We had two hours. I was playing somebody's house in Bowmanville. 
On the way out, I listened to Bob Dylan sing, it's, uh, uh, sing the song Not Dark Yet off of his album Time Out of Mind. And my friend, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy Lefebvre, used to do a great cover of that song. And I thought, man, this is such a special song. I've always loved this record of Dylan's Time Out of Mind. And so I listened to it about 100 times in a row, and poor Liz Scott was in the car, and she didn't even question it. I just kept listening to it. And then when I got there, I thought, you know... Dylan must be doing this in the key of E. I didn't have a guitar in me, but it sounded like E. So I started figuring it out in E, and then I thought, oh, I can get on the internet. And sure enough, it was an E. But I like the shape of a G chord in the first position, so I want it to be an E. So I capoed the guitar up on the ninth fret, thus making a G chord shape in the first position. That's actually an E chord. And I was able to hit the notes that I wanted, and then I thought, I'm going to do this as my third song tonight. And I only practiced it once backstage, and then I had somebody hold the words, and I got up because I was sleepy. And the body makes its own drugs. And so I needed a drug. I needed a shot. And I'm sober. I'm a sober musician now, 13 years. So I needed that drug to wake me up because I just wasn't feeling like I was fully invested in the house concert. And I didn't. I never want to phone in a show. And I knew if I did something I was worried about, it would give me the adrenaline infusion that I so needed. So I did it as my third song. And it was like, Shadows of Fallen. Oh, man. And it was, you know. It's getting dark. That, that's such a cool story because, I mean, basically, you, it's, it's like if you feel like the show's not going quite the way you want, you really have to find a way to mix it up to try Always. it. So, I mean, you, I sense that one of the, the things that's really important to you in your life is, is to live in the moment and be authentic and try and take that into everything you do. That must be challenging as you become more well-known. I mean, you, I mentioned earlier on, you work really hard. You gig a hell of a lot. But I also see you getting rave reviews everywhere you play. But that also must lead to the point where you, you may end up taking shows that don't quite fit you quite as well as the earlier ones. Is that a reasonable thing to say? I think it is. Um, I try to make each show special for what it is. And I think, I used to say, man, that was a boring audience or that audience was dead. And then I, I learned, no, every audience ha has that key within them. You just need to find it. And I think the word that you mentioned that was uh, that really fit was authenticity. And people want something real today. Look, we're bombarded with news. We're bombarded with different political views. Everybody's offended about something today on the right or the left. Everybody's mad at each other. And, and we're hit with this constant 24-hour news cycle. Now, when I was a kid, I used to just go out and play baseball in the yard and we didn't have a 24-hour news channel cnn or fox news we didn't have the internet and i would go out and i'd play till the sun went down and i'd hear my mom yelling for dinner's ready and i wouldn't want to come in till the last minute my knee would be bleeding i didn't care what had happened i was with my friends and i think you know we still got to establish this community and and look this i think barack obama said it best the day after trump was elected he said the sun's going to rise tomorrow, and the sun will set. It's slow glacial change. And we've seen a lot of good changes in our country with uh, LGBTQ rights, stuff that we would have never had. And I grew up with a tremendous sense of gayness in my home because my mom's brother, Uncle Louie, uh, being a gay man from Cape Breton, he moved down to see us in the early 60s because he was not welcome there, you know. That was like Brokeback Mountain type stuff that was happening. And so a lot of this stuff was on the down low. And he was able to live as a, an open life in Southern California. And he would bring home, 
you know, a boyfriend at Christmas. And I loved that. And he's a genius piano player. My uncle, he's, he died a couple years ago and we would sing show tunes and he would dress me up like Oliver. And, you know, I was raised with this and I think it's very important. And so for me, it was natural, but for other people, I understand, you know, you had Anita Bryan at the time railing against homosexuality and that it was a sin. And I get it. You know, we're all, we all put on different shoes in the morning and we all see the world through different eyes. And it's really important for us to remember to sometimes you've got to have empathy, even if it means empathy with somebody who's a hardcore right wing, uh, different than you are. I shouldn't even say what they are. Just somebody whose political beliefs are so different than yours. And uh, there's this movie by the Coen brothers called A Serious Man. And in that movie, the guy wants to see this the older rabbi and he can't get in to see him. It's like getting a table at the nicest restaurant and he keeps getting put with the young rabbi. And the young rabbi gives him the best advice and he sits down and he says, look out the window. See that, the parking lot? You've got to look at the parking lot with new eyes. And to me, that was beautiful. And so sometimes you just need an, an adjustment and you need to have empathy. That's what, that's what it is. And people want to be heard. And so I want my shows to have a sense of community and some sort of sense of redemption. And at the end, maybe everybody leaves and for that one little moment they weren't thinking about the troubles in their lives and if i can do that i did my work it's like that proust quote you know the real voyage of discovery is not seeing new places it's having new eyes you know you're looking at the thing that may be right in front of you but you've not actually looked at that way before i want to talk about the song that we first played silver lining which isn't from your current album folk singer it's actually from one left shoe which was that the album before that one no, no, that was a major label release. that I, I was in a crazy punk rock band called the Rugburns, kind of punky folky. And I got a record deal with Mercury Universal Records back in like 1997, 98. And they had a huge hit that you mentioned with Jewel. So that got me a record deal with a major label. I'm talking a huge budget. I was, I was the last one like catching the train as it was pulling out of town before we got completely digitized. So I wrote that song with Jewel. It's called Silver Lining. And uh, I think it's got a really cool vibe. And I recorded it at Ocean Way Studio where the Beach Boys did uh, Pet Sounds. I think it's like Studio B. And I had this all-star cast of musicians like Jim Keltner on the drums. David Kemper played drums on another one. He played with Jerry Garcia with Dylan and all these great musicians. And it's, kind of, it's a cool sounding record. We did it on two-inch tape. And it's, it's, got a, it's got its own vibe. I'm younger and... And you still play that one live? I do, Jan. I It's in D, A, D, F, sharp, A, D. So it's in a nice open tuning. It's rich sounding. And it brings me back to when I was writing it with Jewel. It's got a really neat hook to it. And uh, yeah, I do play it live. Not all the time, but I do play it. it, it it's interesting because you, you picked that song to... Uh, to play first. Oh, I've, yeah, I know. I've been into it again. I've, yeah, I've re-fallen no, that, in love that, with that, it. That's kind of cool because, you know, typically when we do these interviews, it's like, okay, well, pick three songs off your latest album or, right. you know, things that, you know, and I, I sense that a lot of these songs, is, as it's clear, speak to you. Uh, and, you know, you haven't played them for a while. We're going to take a break with another song and you've selected Mother Russia from the Folk Singer album. And I thought, okay, this, this is going to be an interesting story. Why did you want us to play this song? I really, I, that song starts off the whole record uh, that I have called Folk Singer. And there's something, I just wrote the song because I was in a songwriting group with people where we had songs that were due every 24 hours and somebody would say, 
okay, write a song, and somewhere in the song you have to say Chinese vacation. Somewhere in the song you have to say raining gravel. And so that would inspire us to write a song and record it and email it into each other in 24 hours. So somebody suggested Mother Russia, and these words just instant. The song wrote itself for me, and I, I, it turned out to be one of my favorite ones right now to play live. There's something about Mother Russia, Mother Russia, where have you been? I've been walking kind of tender on needles and pins. And it's just got this cool vibe. So yeah, I like I like opening shows with it because I find it's recognizable. And people that bought that record, kind of, you watch them kind of elbow each other. You go, oh, cool, I know this song. It's kind of cool because obviously with the current political situation, which we don't need to get into, I'm sure everybody listening to this show knows all about that. It must create a lot of uh, interesting conversation. And one of the things you love to do when you play live is talk to the audience. I mean, it must, it must be a good way of uh, loosening people up when you play this song. It is. And I love, like you said, I love to talk and I like to tell stories, even about what happened that morning. There's always something interesting that happens on the road. No matter where I go, I could be in in the Midwest, in Iowa, something strange is going to happen where I will come out on stage and say, so this happened today. And, but they don't even know I'm about to tell them about what happened. I just want it to be conversational and uh, stumble into some good story out of it. I should put a plug in for your Facebook as well, if you have space for any extra Facebook friends, but <laughs> you do write wonderful stories on Facebook as well, which is definitely worth checking out if you want to follow Steve Poltz online. Thank you. Yeah, I love that we get to do this because in the old days, we would have to come up with these postcards that told where our gigs were and then we'd have to put stamps on them and get a bulk mailing rate and send them all out and then people would have moved and the postcard was coming back. The internet didn't exist. We would let them know we were having a cassette release party. I mean, I go back far. I'm starting to sound like an old man and I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm 57. What I'll be 58 in February and I'm getting up there and the more I do this, the more I think, guy, I've been through all these different things where I remember when 8-tracks came out, I remember only having vinyl records, then 8-tracks we thought were cool, and then a cassette came out, and then the CD, we had to rebuy all our music, and now you can listen to anything you want for free on the internet. It's all there. Yeah, it is. I always laugh when people tell you, oh, cassettes are coming back. It's like I say, well, you obviously weren't there the first time. Yeah. Um, let's play that song just now. This is Steve Poltz with Mother Russia from the album Folk Singer. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk North Conference. And I'm Jan Hall. Mother Russia, where have you been? I've been walking kind of tender on needles and pins And my life is full of trouble, but I still get by I steal enough to feed me, but I never tell a lie I won't stop until I'm done And my cup is full, I need non-stop action Man, I hate it when it's dull Hallelujah to your Jesus, and I'll raise you a saint you're showing three Buddhas and I'm feeling kind of faint. Have 
had a job making pizzas But I soon got fired for singing on the microphone And acting really wired My boss said, son, you know we need Dedicated pizza makers But the only thing that you are is a drunk entertainer So I hitched a ride to Reno In a tortilla truck Only made it up to Davis till I ran out of luck Got a job singing songs In a Russian pizza parlor My parents always hoped that I would make it kind of farther Hallelujah to your Jesus And I'll raise you a saint You're showing three Buddhas And I'm feeling kind of faint I make pizzas on the side When I ain't singing songs I make amends on my days off I try to right my wrongs But there ain't a lot of time Left on my ticket meter You can call me Saint Steve Or you can just call me Peter If you put your faith in me I'll never do you wrong But I can't be trusted Cause I'll put you in a song Mother Russia, Mother Russia You're an epic sweeping novel I want you back, baby But I ain't too proud to grovel If the lines on a face Are a roadmap to the soul Then mine have been spun Like a stripper on a pole Mother Russia, Mother Russia The skies are blue I got a hunger in my heart And a naked love for you Hallelujah to your Jesus And I'll raise you a saint You're showing three Buddhas And I'm feeling kind of faint I'm feeling kind of faint That's Steve Poltz with Mother Russia from his album Folk Singer. We're at the Folk North Conference. Steve Poltz is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio. He's just chilling out. Uh, I think he has another gig tonight, and I know he will be back here at the conference because it's an export conference, an opportunity to perform in front of a lot of uh, delegates from all over the world, chance to engage people with the, about your music. And I always think, with someone like Steve Poltz, it's like, I'm pretty sure that everybody must know who Steve Poltz is by now. What do you get out of something like this when you come to a conference like this? Well, it kind of goes back to the question of, uh, there's always somebody you're going to meet. Who am I going to meet? Or what sort of bond am I going to strike up with another musician? It just lets people know you're still alive, you're out there, and you're in the game, and you're willing to go travel to Istanbul to play a show. You're willing to go to India. You're willing to go wherever it takes and something that sounds interesting and tickles your fancy. And so I really love seeing other people and my mind gets opened up to different kinds of music, getting to reconnect with somebody like you and uh, say hi, give friends a hug and, and see where I might end up and plan my next couple years out. And as we mentioned before, you work very, very hard. Uh, what is on the, the schedule for the, the next uh, six months to a year? What are you up to? I think the last album, Folk Singer, is that 2015? I think so, yeah. yeah. I have a record I just finished in Nashville that my friend Will Kimbrough produced, and I'm really looking forward to getting that out. I'm going to find a home for it. It's about to get mixed. And I'll put that out. I'm going on this cruise. I've never played a cruise ship. I'm playing a cruise called Kayamo. 
uh, in February. It's a fabulous cruise. That's I wish I, I could be there. Yeah, yeah, you're a perfect fit for Guillermo. That's what people have been telling me. I'm doing it with John Prine and Richard Thompson and uh, Patty Griffin and Brandy Carlisle. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'll get to play a lot of shows. and Oh, and people, well, you know, one of the things you love, having been on Kayamo before, uh, I have lots of Kayamo stories, but one of the things about <laughs> it is that because you love meeting people, I know when I was talking to Liz Scott and she was saying, you know, one of the best things with working with Steve is that when he does a festival, he doesn't just go play his shows. He hangs out with the audience. He engages. And Kayamo, I mean, basically is a festival and a cruise ship. It's just the the best week of your life, I would say. I'm really excited about it. I've I've wanted to play Kayamo for years, and it never was able to work out. And this year, it's working out, and so I get to do that. Prior to that, I'm going down to play a Tropic of Cancer Festival in Todos Santos, Mexico. I did it last year. Um, I usually do this thing called Thirty A Songwriters Festival. I have to miss that because uh, I'm doing. I'm going to do Calgary Block Eater. Uh, that's going to be neat. And then I'm going to Australia and I'm doing uh, Port Ferry Folk Festival and Nanup Folk Festival, the National Folk Festival and uh, Blue Mountains Folk Festival and I think Adelaide Fringe and then a bunch of shows. I'm playing people's houses, bars. I'll do probably 30 shows in Australia and be there five weeks, come back home. And then uh, this summer I get to play High Sierra Music Festival. I'm going to be doing Merle Fest coming up and there's all kinds of cool shows, like from houses to festivals to bars. So what would be the one piece of advice you'd give someone who's starting out in music? You know, they, they've got their albums together. They're getting out and touring. I mean, what is the thing that that bit of advice you would give to someone about surviving life on the road? Well, when I met, first met Jewel, I told her, I think for you, what you my advice to you is find a bar or a coffee house that you can play every Thursday night or every Friday night. And for some reason, I thought Thursday was a good idea for her. I don't know why. It just came to me. And I thought, play there every Thursday night for a year, a residency, and you will have a huge following. Because she wanted to know, how can I get a following like the Rugburns have? And I said, for some reason, I just think for somebody like you, Jewel, you're writing so many songs right now, and you're, you will really be able to work on who you are. And you'll be playing in front of these live audiences and hand out flyers, let people know you're playing there. But make that room your room. And it'll always be known as those special days. And sure enough, after a year, she was getting offered record deals and all kinds of stuff. So I would tell somebody, play as much as you can. Get your 10,000 hours in. And do it because you want to do it. Don't do it to become famous. Do it because you have to do it. you got to be a lifer. You know, some people don't understand that. They just want, like, the quick path. And I don't have any advice for people like that. Not that I think that's bad. I just, it's not the way that I've done it. And so you really got to, it's a craft. You know, you're like a plumber. And you've got to stick with that skill that you have and, and keep going after it. And you can't stop. You have to be relentless. You know, go to the school of Bruce Springsteen or somebody and really learn your craft and learn how to play for an audience and take them on a journey. And if people come to a Steve Polt show, what can they expect? My hope is that people are going to come up afterwards and say, when are you playing here again? Because that means I did my job. And they say, I want to bring some friends to see you. That's like the best compliment. More than, we loved your show. It's like, when are you coming back? I have these friends that have to see you. And then I, that makes me smile. And I think, well, 
hopefully I'll be back in six months. <laughs> now, do you often play with a band now? Usually, I mean, on the road, you're so no, always solo. Yeah, I never play with a band. It's just me. Festivals or anything big, it's like with no safety net underneath. Just come out and do what it is I do. <laughs> what is it like that last couple of minutes before you come out? Like you've got a main stage at a, a big festival. I mean, uh, do you get in the zone before you go out? You know, I can either sit in a room. I don't have any set thing. It's the way I ended up moving to Nashville. I could be sitting in a room and play guitar and get really vibed out warm up my voice or I could talk to somebody side stage about baseball and, and this just happened to me at Port Ferry Folk Festival a couple of years ago in Australia I was on this huge stage 5,000 people and I was talking to somebody about baseball and the person that was announcing me was like you got to go on stage right now and I go oh right now and I said so anyways so the guy was up to bat and what happened was he was for the Los Angeles Dodgers and they were going, seriously, right now, I go, you got to hit. And I just walked out on stage. I have no clue what I'm opening with. And it was one of the funnest shows because I just was there and I didn't have time to think about it. So usually I just go out and hope that I'm going to convert this crowd and, and people are going to smile and they're going to feel like they saw something real. And they're going to come up to you and say, when are you coming back? Hopefully. That's yeah. great. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. The new album, 2018 probably? Yes, for sure. Yeah. We're going to dip back into Folk Singer. We're going to play the title track. Oh, great. Why did you want to play that? I think that a lot of people can relate to this song, and I'm at a folk conference, and in it, it's, there's a litany of things I list, and it's all the stuff that is bad that has happened to me on the road. From showing up, my name's not on the bill, somebody else is on stage, to my guitar being lost, to the bartender giving me two drink tickets, to a, being paid only $37 at the end of the night because I didn't have enough people come in to giving more CDs away than I sold, to the radio, doing a radio interview to promote the show that night, and the guy saying, oh, this isn't gonna run till next week. This is a taped show for next week. Not I, That's not, not like that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. No. It happens. Not, no, it's just like, you're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, you wake up early. They go, you gotta do this show, it's really good. You go in and they go, and you think, man, this is great. I'm gonna sell some tickets for tonight, they have a big following, and then, you're mentioning the show that night, and they go, well, actually, this isn't going to run until next week, and you're going to be gone by then, and you're just thinking, oh, my gosh. But you just keep smiling, and that's what the song's about. Yeah, keep smiling and keep in the moment. It's an absolute pleasure, Steve Poltz, to be you able to too, talk to you Jen today. You uh, Steve Poltz, with the title track from the album Folk Singer. Enjoy this song, and definitely check him out online. And that's Poltz.com? Yes. Poltz.com for Steve Poltz. And remember, friend him on Facebook. Yes. Uh, he writes some wonderful stories. Cool. Nazdorovia. Thanks very much. <laughs> Steve Pulse and Folk Roots Radio at Folk North. And this is Folk Singer. Ciao. Everything in this song has happened to me. It's all true. You've been pissing in a bottle and you can't see through the fog You know a truck, a jackknifed in the snow up ahead for show The raid, I got you clocked at 87 and a 55 Cops all wanna search your car because they think you're high 
Finally reached the club and they got no posters up. Play to 12 people, half a puking in a cup. Sell two CDs, give another six away, you're hoping that somebody has a place where you could stay. You got a 10 hour drive in the morning, don't sweat it. Keep thinking about the gig last night, you wish you could forget it. Listen to a podcast, a radio lab. Try to call your mom, but end up yelling at your dad. Car needs gas, so you're pulling to the come and go. The weather channel says that you're about to hit some snow. Sell five CDs, give another eight away to add insult to injury you had to pay to play. Your folk singer, folk, folk singer, you're a washed up punk. Still a dead ringer for folk singer, you're a folk, folk singer for sure. The club owner says you should have played here last week Cause right now it's finals and no one makes a peep He wishes that the money could have been a lot more But the deal was only for a small percentage of the door $27 and a couple foreign bills Tried to pass a hat but everyone was high on pills Play a new song, no applause, just crickets Bartender says I'll give you two drink tickets You're a folk singer, folk, folk singer You're a washed up punk, still a dead ringer for folks You're a folk, folk singer for sure You get a big break and get to do some radio But the DJ says it's taped for next week's show Does you no good cuz tonight you got the gig But you keep on smiling and dance a little jig Car starts whining and the engine's running hot Gas station dude says your radiator's shot Sell 12 CDs, give none away But the radiator took it all, it's Groundhog Day You're a folk singer, folk, folk singer You're a washed up punk, still a dead ringer For folk singer, you're a folk, folk singer for sure Get a good offer for a gig in Atlanta But the airline sends your guitar all the way to Montana Finally get a real person on the phone from United Lose your cool and tell the dude to go bite it Borrow a guitar to try to cool your rage Walk into the club and someone else is on stage Sell no CDs cause the club was double booked You never even got to play, you feel your life is overlooked Folk singer, folk, folk singer You're a washed up punk, still a dead ringer for folk Singer, your folk, folk, singer for sure. Finally, get some sleep, and there's a nice blue sky. And the airlines found your guitar all the way in Dubai. They say that it'll be there for your gig in Tallahassee, but you ate some bad food. Feeling kinda gassy, get a Motel 6. Wish it was the Ritz. At least you got a private place because you got the shits. Sell five hats and two CDs. Yes, sir, no, ma'am, thank you, please. Your folk singer, folk, folk singer, you're a washed up punk. Still a dead ringer for a folk singer, you're a folk, folk singer for sure. Your manager calls you right before you play your show and says I think that you should dye your hair because it's white as snow Girlfriend calls you right as you leave the stage She saw a picture of you with the chick, now nah, she's in a rage Break up, break down, break it all to hell Charging all the damage to your hotel bill Sell five stickers for 50 cents You're a folk singer, now you're about to make a dent You're a folk singer, folk, folk singer You're a washed up punk, still a dead ringer For a folk singer, you're Folk, folk, singer for sure. Finally get.
get some good news from the booking agent dude at the club tonight they'll give you half off on your food place is packed and you're gonna make your fee they wouldn't even turn off the sports tv feel like you climbed another rung on the ladder yo another day older another day fatter i'm a folk singer now in the pale moonlight that's how i'm standing on stage right here tonight i'm a folk singer folk folk singer i'm a washed up punk still a dead ring of folk folk singer i'm a folk folk singer for sure I'm a folk singer, I'm a folk folk singer, I'm a washed up punk, still a dead ringer, I'm a folk singer, I'm a folk folk singer for sure. I'm a folkity folk folker, I'm a Bram Stoker joker, I'm a vampire smoker, I'm a motherfucking folker today.